Humanity Chats, a conversation about everyday issues that impact humans. Join us. Together, we can go far. Today, we talk to Nancy Corbin, who was once a teacher, and she is now a painter. A little bit about Nancy. She was born in Ohio and moved to Spurnberg, South Carolina in 1976 with her husband, Mike, as they started a family. She studied art at the Toledo Museum of Art, Saturday Day School as a young girl. She continued to study visual art, arts education, and arts administration at the University of Cincinnati, University of South Carolina, New York University, Banff School for Fine Arts, Savannah College of Art and Design, the Hemlock Studio, Arrowman School for Art and Craft, Wild Acres Retreat, the Creativity Workshop, and Converse College. Oh, wow. That is a lot of studying. I cannot wait for you all to hear Nancy. We will be talking about transitioning in her life changes. Get ready. Get your notepad out. As always, this is Humanity Chats. Thank you for joining us. good to see you too. It's an honor for us to have you join us on the chats today. Honor's all mine. I love you. Well, Nancy, um, welcome. You know, we have guests in about 60 countries now, and uh, I bet if we Google you, we might find out some information about you. But what we would not find is a fun fact that you're going to share with us today. So can we hear something fun about you that we might not find somewhere else? Sure, sure. I bet you wouldn't expect me to like um, riding a bike for 50 miles. I think that's really fun. Wow, that's amazing. (laughs) It is, isn't it? Um, I haven't done 50 for quite some time, but I can still do 20 without breaking a sweat. And I really like seeing the world on a bicycle. Oh, that is, that is impressive. Um, when was the last time you rode like that? Well, I mean, I ride around Spartanburg on the rail trail and little things like that. But a big trip, maybe the last one was um, from Pittsburgh to Washington, D.C. It's called the Great Allegheny Passage and then hooks onto a canal trail also gets you all the way to D.C. That was a long one. Um, a couple of friends and I did that, and we've also done a big long bike ride through Tuscany and one through the Dolomites, and it's a great way to see a world. You know, it's just a little, it slows you down, and it gets you on a nice level to see detail instead of whizzing by it in a. Wow, beat. 
instead of wisdom by um, viewers, listeners, this is Nancy Corbin. She's done something that most of you probably haven't been able to do, ride your bike for that long period of time. That's impressive. Um, as you all know, we said earlier, we're going to be talking about Nancy's um, transition from being a teacher to a painter. So um, Nancy, for as long as I've known you, you were a teacher. Do you? Can you share this life story with us? Sure, I'd love to. So um, from the time I was very little, I was always studying or doing art, just doing art. I don't think I knew I was studying it, but I really took it quite seriously, even as a child. And when I was lucky enough to get to go to this fabulous program at the Toledo Museum of Art from third grade on, all through elementary school. And every Saturday, I got to be there with really good art instructors. And my parents... Uh, always took me to museums. It was just something we did. Well, I mean, we went to sporting events too, but that was something else we did, which was very encouraging. And I saw the world through other people's eyes in terms of painting and printmaking and sculpture. And I just kept at it from the time I was little on. And even though I was really, you know, I was a really good student. I was good at history and I was really quite good at anatomy and physiology and those kind of things. And, um, but my parents never discouraged me from studying art in college. They didn't push me in any one direction. And my direction has always been art. So, um, and I, you know, as a teenager, I taught art in the park with the recreation system, that kind of thing. So art was just a part of my being from early on. So art being part of your being, you taught it, and now you're a painter. What was that transition like, and um, how are you feeling these days that you're not able to be in the classroom? Right. Well, um, a few years ago, about six years ago, I decided after 41 years of teaching, it was time to move on. And not because I didn't still love it, I did, and I had the absolute perfect place to do what I love to do, which was work with teenagers in the arts. But I also thought, well, I've still got energy. I still got really good health. It's if I'm going to have a third act. I think I heard a, a uh, who is Jane? Oh, I'm losing the name. A famous actress that wrote a book about having a good third act, and. Uh, Jane Fonda, that's who I'm trying to say. She wrote a book, and I, that, that phrase, a third act, kind of stuck with me. And I thought, well, if I'm going to have a third act, I better get on it. And um, so I gave the day school where I was working for um, over 27 years. Notice that I would be leaving in two years. So I gave myself the gift of knowing that I had this transition time. And it, it's not so odd that I became a painter after that is because I'd always had a practice, whether I had a studio like in one corner of the laundry room or the spare bedroom until we had another kid, you know, that kind of thing. My whole life, I've always had some place where I went to create. And so at that time with the two year warning to myself, I um, rented a studio downtown, downtown Spartanburg that was just one mile from my house. And it was a lovely North light and all the things and brick walls. It was just a great space. And uh, so I would go there mainly just Sunday afternoon and get used to being alone in a studio because when you create in the one corner of the classroom or one corner of your house, you still have people around, 
people interact with. But I needed to get used to the idea of being a solitary painter in an empty space, except for me and my stuff. And um, so I had that for two years. And um, then the building sold and I had to find someplace else to be about the same time I was retiring. But I kept finding another place. And right now I'm in a lovely place, Mayfair Art Studio, where I come to create just about every day. But the, the thing that I think helped me with the transition, besides finding that place I was going to be next, was also going through my annual routine, my academic year. And the first year going, oh, all these cool things we do, I get to do it one more time. So whether it was homecoming or some art festival or art presentation or a show that I was presenting to students, I knew I got to do that one more time. And then the last time, the next year, the second year of that two-year period, it was like, oh, this is it. This is the last time. Time to get my head around moving on. And um, those last two years, I also had just fabulous students to surround myself with. And I so there's just such much joy in them graduating from as a senior and moving on that I kind of took strength in, in that too. It's nice to look around you and say, well, I'm probably the only person on earth, you know, going through a transition. And uh, so anyway, it's been great. And I painted a whole lot more than I ever could while I was working lots and lots of hours as a teacher. And um, it's been really rewarding. I've really enjoyed the opportunities that have come my way since being able to devote myself to this full time. Well, where do you get your inspiration from? Hmm. Really from my own life and from history and from things that women accomplish. I use a lot of figures, especially female figures in my work. And um, there's no shortage of fantastic things that women have done. And they're not literal, they're figurative in a way that they um, manifest, you know, collaboration or they uh, show inspired, energetic figures. But um, there are things that are closer to the truth. Well, maybe not so much. I mean, I got to do this fabulous mural. Let me reach forward. Ugh. <laughs> I got to do, I got the opportunity to design this mural as a tribute to the Grimke sisters who are sort of connected to Spartanburg in that in the early 1800s, their father, who was a judge in Charleston, and they had, he had many children. These two sisters, Angelina and Sarah, um, did some fabulous things in the early 1800s. And because their father also owned land in Spartanburg County, Spartanburg can kind of claim a little piece of their action. And uh, so there's a beautiful mural done as a tribute to their work. A very, very brave work on behalf of women and on behalf of abolition. Um, when they started talking about abolition in the very early 1800s in Charleston, of course, their voices were not very well received. And But yet they persisted and moved on to Philadelphia where they could write pamphlets and deliver talks, um, lectures around. And, and, you know, it took a long time for that change to take effect, but they were part of it. So how inspirational are the Grimke sisters? And um, I, right after I retired, one of the things I got to do was, well, I was invited to um, design the sea with a street mural, Black Lives Matter mural, and it got selected. And so I had a whole team of fabulous 
folks helping me do that. And that was fun. I want to say about the mural, you know, this thing's like over 20 feet high. I, sure, I'm healthy, I'm energetic, great. But I'm not climbing scaffolding anymore at my age. And two fabulous young men did the actual painting of it. I designed it, I picked the colors, I figured out how it was going to fit on the wall. But then they took over and executed it beautifully. Their names are uh, Jeremy Kemp and Stephen Long. Well, thanks to them. And so yeah. now this, this, this gracious artwork um, is displayed on the walls for us to see. No, I forgot what the question was, Marjorie. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was actually going to follow up and, and um, say that it seems that your work is meant to, is, is drawn from um, maybe historical figures and the women that um, uh, are around you, and it is meant to inspire others. Am I right? Yeah, like, I think my work also carries a message of unity and that we're all in this together, that we have to all work together. I, I, I like that aspect of my work. There's some of it hanging on the wall behind me. and. Um, you know, I think we really have to take care of each other. Uh, and, you know, the, also at this point in my life, there, there certainly were points in my life where I did a lot of still life. I did a lot of landscape. Never that much into portraiture, but I can do it if I really think that, that it's important that I accomplish something. Um, and, you know, people buy landscapes because they look great in their living room and they buy fruits and vegetables because they look great in their kitchen. But with a small amount of time left in my life or however long I have left, I want to make sure I'm commenting on things that are about social justice and important social issues that I think we all need to pay attention to. Well, so you are doing important work as a painter. Um, now, is it, is it lucrative? Is it fulfilling? It's very fulfilling and it's very not lucrative. So, um, you know, I've sold a lot of paintings in the last four years. I really have. And I'm very pleased with that. I'm grateful to every single person that's bought something that supports me. But does it pay the rent here? No. Does it pay for all the materials? No. But I worked my whole life, 41 years in the classroom, and I was relatively frugal except for those big fancy bike trips to Europe <laughs> and um so I can indulge myself and I think it's a way way more um productive than paying a therapist so you know I paint it all out well most of it well you know that's good to hear painting it all out so it's therapeutic for you to paint as well as fulfilling I think so. I think it um, helps me say things that are difficult to say or hard to hear. And um, also uh, just my, my natural style of painting is kind of pretty. And so I can, I can paint difficult subjects in a way that draws people in. They may be a little bit seductive in that there's beautiful colors and textures and transitions and contrasts. But, you know, I painted a painting about... Um, chokeholds and that's a difficult subject it shouldn't be it shouldn't even exist but it does and um you know that painting draws people in and then they read the title and go oh okay i'm getting it now wow 
Well, thank you for addressing those difficult subjects. You you know, we're talking about transitions. Do you miss the classroom? Um, for, for some of our listeners, and we have a wide demographic, some mm-hmm. people getting ready to retire. Um, what, what would you say to them? I would say um, find a way to volunteer. I've been um, teaching a little bit, not much, and very limited engagements because um, I also have children who live in San Francisco and in Honduras and until recently in New York. And part of retirement was being able to to visit them on my own timetable instead of the school academic year calendar. And that's been really fun and wonderful. And it means I get to see my grandchildren at their schools because I don't have to just go in the summertime or at Christmas time. And that's, that's a really rewarding thing to do, but I am teaching a little bit. I just taught a creative workshop, creative writing workshop at the day school last week. And I'm going to go and check on their progress on Wednesday, check in with that very fabulous group of kids. I, um, teach a free workshop out here at Mayfair Art Studio. One of the great treasures of Sparber County is Mayfair Art Studios now. It's really a fabulous facility. It's beautifully maintained, wonderfully run and organized. And one of the things that the artists who are have the individual studios upstairs do for the community is offer one free workshop every season. And so I've been doing that. And yeah, it's only one class every or four months but it's really rewarding I like doing it and I'm very comfortable in the classroom it's where I live I recently had a show at Spartanburg Day School and got to be in the gallery with all kinds of wonderful students and parents and administrators and colleagues that I have worked with and boy did that feel good so I don't feel lonesome in this transition period Um, My husband's an artist, too, and he's a really good sounding board for what I'm putting on campus. And my son, who also is in our house, um, he's an adult son, uh, is trained as an architect and he creates furniture. So there's plenty of people to critique me and give me feedback. And I think that's important. Wow. So you're saying that... um... People should not be hesitant about the next step because you can find joy in moving on because you're still going back to the classroom. You're having these art shows and you're keeping your relations close. Pretty much. It's good. I think um, if you're contemplating a a big change in your life, it really helps to make a a plan. I'm a list maker. I kind of get things organized and think things through before I make big changes in my life. Anyway, I've always done that. And um, I don't know. I'm really, really glad I took the leap and um, changed it up. Changing it up, getting that sense of fulfillment, um, giving yourself therapy. Uh, Are there other things that you will suggest that, you know, maybe we have listeners who are retirees or who are changing jobs or transitioning into a different phase in their life. Are there other things that you could probably share with us as to other than um, volunteering, which you talked about, that they could do? They may not, like me, I don't have the skill to paint like you. Um, Do you have other ideas of things that they could do to help with that transition? Well, take a skills assessment of yourself. You've got skills, Marjorie. Everybody's got some skills because we've all worked at 
different points in our lives for different lengths of time in our life. You know, that I stayed with the same sort of work for 41 years is probably unusual in the, in the new economy. Um, and I've also lived in the same house for um, 35 years. So I'm, does it sound like I'm adverse to change? Yeah, that kind of does. But I think in you have, if you've had some success, look at what you've been successful at and find things that you can reapply those skills to and maybe the transition won't be quite so scary. Well, viewers, listeners, Nancy has given us some nuggets on how transitions may not be so scary. Um, if you are enjoying this, remember, go on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a comment so that Nancy and I would know um, what to talk about next time. And if you want to get in touch with me, you know what to do. Go to margimarsh.com. Just get in touch. Um, if you have topics you'd like to hear us discuss, hey, why don't you tell us? It's Humanity Chats where we get together and talk about everyday issues that impact humans. Um, Nancy, I'm pretty sure you have some artwork that you may be selling. Can you give us additional information so that our viewers, um, if they're interested, how to find you? And you, yes. <laughs> yeah, you can find me or call me and come on out to Mayfair Art Studio and I'll invite you in to look at what's going on, what's in process, what's finished, what's framed and ready to go. Uh, we can talk commissions, but Mayfair Art Studio is a really fabulous place. It's 1885 Hain Street in, in Spartanburg, 29301. And uh, plenty of parking. It's easy to walk up to. That's great. I have a full, huge show with 50 works in it right now at Spartanburg Day School. About half of it did sell, I'm happy to say. But there are plenty of beautiful paintings still available. And that is uh, on the campus of the Spartanburg Day School in the Dent Gallery, a fabulous place. Um, that's, that's where you can find my work right now. There's a big thing happening in Spartanburg next April, and it's called Open Studios. So Open Studios is an Open Doors and Open Studios are, is something that happens all over the country, and it's been big in Greenville for a long time. But now Spartanburg is going to offer it for the first time. So you're going to see posters that look like this all over Spartanburg. And for that, this is two-sided. I guess it's the same on both sides. But um, I would be putting that on my calendar as something to look out for in, in April of 2023. And all of Mayfair Art Studios will be open, but it's also, also Chapman and the Arts Collective and um, Spruce Curated uh, Interiors will be open. There's a lot of places that are going to invite you in for the anytime that weekend to see artists actually working. We're going to be working, but of course there'll be things on the walls for sale as well. Well, viewers, listeners, if you're listening on the podcast, you didn't see what Nancy just showed us. It was a flyer about this upcoming event in April of 2023. And you can always find more information um, about it by going to the Mayfair Art Studios website. Um, Nancy has worked at Spartanburg Day School for now. Now, Nancy, what about people who may like to purchase online? Do you have that available if they're not able to come in person? Yeah, I'm not good at that. I'm sorry to say. That's one of the areas I need to develop. Um, but uh, you can look at my Instagram page and see a lot of my work. 
you can look at me on Facebook and see a lot of my work. And then get in touch with me if you are interested in purchasing something and we'll work something out. I do know how to mail stuff. <laughs> well, viewers, listeners, Nancy says she knows how to mail stuff. What is your Instagram handle, may I ask? It's Nancy Corbin 62. Okay, guys, you heard Nancy Corbin 62. Find her on social media. Um, you know, if you like what you see and you'd like to learn more, um, send her a direct message. Uh, but as I said before, if you want to know more about the chats, some of our upcoming topics, if you have comments, don't forget, you can go to margimarge.com, get in touch with me. And if you enjoyed this conversation about teacher to painter, why don't you find us on any of the major podcasts and leave a review? We love to read those reviews. This has been Humanity Chats with Margie and Nancy. Nancy, I would like to thank you for joining us and for sharing your wisdom with us. We look forward to having you back another time. Thank you, Marjorie. I enjoyed it. Well, viewers, listeners, um, as, as always, it's been a joy to have you. And uh, we hope you join us next week. This has been Humanity Chats. And as we say, together, we can go far. Remember, we are humans, one kind only, and that is humankind. This has been Humanity Chats. And now I'm waiting for that outro music. Let's go. <laughs>